You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host Jason Cook and today we have Afi Tuaoi joining us again. Welcome Afi. Jason, hello. How are you today? Yeah, great. Great to be with you again. Is it nice up in Wynyard there this morning? Well, praise the Lord it is. It's um, a bit cool, but uh, the sun's out and uh, we've had a lot of rain through the weekend. So Yeah, much the same as here. So yeah. I can see the blue skies today, which is nice. <laughs> um, Afi, this is going to be our last live episode this year on uh, Encounters with Jesus and I think we've done 12 episodes with you this year. So this has been your first experience, I guess, presenting on Faith FM. And I've just wondered, what have you enjoyed about it? What have you gained from uh, from your presentations? Yeah, thanks, Jason. You know, I've really, uh, you may remember you asked me about this, uh, joining the I Faith did about FM 12 team. months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I said no. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find an excuse not to get on the radio. But mm. um, yeah, God's timing. And um, you know, I, I'm, I will admit, Jason, I really enjoyed my time on the radio. I, I didn't think, uh, you know, much about this experience, but, um, you know, I've really been really blessed. One, connecting with you, mm. getting to know you mm. more. That's been and, good. Yeah, and I've enjoyed our time together. Mm. And two, I, I've enjoyed, you know, sharing God's Word. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think it's, it's been a real blessing um, through this uh, means of able to to witness and to share God's word with others. Mm. Well, hopefully we'll still have you involved next year. I know um, you're uh, moving a little bit in terms of your responsibilities next year, but you're still around, so I'm hoping that we'll we'll still have you on our um, programs next year with Tassie Encounters. So. Yes. Now, today we're finishing off Hosea, and um, would you like to uh, just give us a quick review before we get into the final chapters? Sure. So, centrally, Jason, you know, from um, chapters 4 to 11, what we've been looking at, um, you know, it's namely just talking about the judgment that comes upon God's people, and Hosea and Gomer and the family illustrate that of Israel's unfaithfulness and the application to us, our relationship with God too, can be up and down and unfaithful as well. And But when we think about judgment, we think about, you know, punishment, but what we see through chapters 4 to 8 or 4 to 11 is more God's not only the judgment that's coming upon them, but God's restoration, His mm. grace and willingness to save. That's the real emphasis that comes through. And God's willingness not to bring judgment upon people, but people make their choice. And that's the free will that God gives to all of us. Mm. And the emphasis coming through the chapters has just been that we have to take responsibility. The leaders, the people have to take responsibility. And, you know, through chapter 8 and 9, you know, the, the God is pointing out through Hosea they have forgotten about him. And by forgetting about him, God is also saying, hey, you, I'm blessing you even though you are not, you are not acknowledging me. And even though you're not acknowledging me, I'm, I'm sending out these blessings, but still I'm looking for this renewal and revival within your life to draw you back to acknowledge I am the God, the Yahweh, the God of heaven that does bring you these blessings and wants to save you. 
But we've seen, you know, the people's hearts are divided, as we've seen in Chapter 10. Mm. And, um, you know, it sums up there uh, in verse 2, their heart is divided. Psalm 119, uh, verse 113, God says, I hated I hate the double-minded. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and we've looked at the applications also within the New Testament. You know, the lessons come all the way through, even through there in, in the New Testament as well. And then what we saw last, the last time together, in chapter 11, what we saw was was God's vulnerable love towards us all. And um, it is God's yearning for us, but yet his love has been rejected. But yet we see God's grace towards Israel and his grace towards us and wanting to restore us back to him. I think that's the thing I've learned through this chapter is that um, despite the, I guess, the, the words that talk about the judgment and, and uh, you know, how far astray people have wandered, but yet mm. God still constantly is wanting us and drawing, you know, trying to draw us back to him. Man. So, yeah. Yeah, beautiful picture of, of of the God that we worship and serve. Mm, it really is. Mm. Now we're going to get on to uh, Hosea twelve today, but um, just before we do, if you want to go back and have a listen to all of our past episodes covering the topic of Hosea or the book, the chapter, the uh, the books and chapters of Hosea, you can do that on the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website, faithfm.com.au. Or you can download the app from your app store on your phone, Faith FM Australia. Search for that, download it, and search for the programs um, called Tassie Encounters, and you can find all of our past episodes on there. So um, we're going to start by reading Hosea 12, verses 1 to 6 today, and that will yeah. kick us off. Yeah, Jason, if you'd like to read those verses for us, that would be great. And uh, this is from the New King James Version that I'm reading It says, Ephraim feeds on the wind and pursues the east wind. He daily increases lies and desolation. Also, they make a covenant with the Assyrians and oil is carried to Egypt. The Lord also brings a charge against Judah and will punish Jacob according to his ways. According to his deeds, he will recompense him. He took his brother by the heel in the womb, and in his strength he struggled with God. Yes, he struggled with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought favour from him. He found him in Bethel, and there he spoke to us, that is, the Lord God of hosts. The Lord is his memorable name. So you, by the help of your God, return, observe mercy and justice, and wait on your God continually. Amen. Thanks, Jason. And verse 6 really sort of sums it up, doesn't it? Mm. Where it says, So you, by the help of your God, return, return, observe mercy and justice, and wait on your God continually. You know, Jason, what we saw in the previous in chapter 11, you know, it's like we've reached the, you know, the mountain peak, you mm. know, and why, why would we want to continue on and, and talk more on, on, on judgment? You know, it's like we sort of just, repeating over what we've just been through. and um, But as we come to the end of chapter 14, Hosea, what he does is he wants to take us to the next mountain peak, which is chapter 14. But for us to get there, he wants to take us through chapters 12 and 13, which are very important because as you mentioned in, in the verses you read, it mentions Jacob 
mm. several times and what his, his experience, yeah. And this is where he's taking Israel back and reminding them of Jacob's story as, as he wants us to remember that too. Mm. And that's what we're going to be looking at in, in a few minutes. And, um, the important lessons that Hosea identifies, you know, the deceit and the willfulness of, of Jacob at Jabuk. And Jabuk, as we know, there in Genesis 32 is where he meets his brother, comes back home to meet his brother Esau. But most of all, we remember that chapter as where he's wrestling with God. But for us to really to understand this, I, I like to bring these verses from the New Testament as I like to do. In Galatians f- f- chapter 5 verses 16 and 17, and just um, to bring that as a foundation as we look into the, into the life of Jacob. Mm. It says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh, sorry, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Yeah, beautiful verses there, uh, Jason, where the Apostle Paul talks about us walking in the Spirit. But he, mm. he, you know, it's interesting, he brings two contrasts there. Do you see the two contrasts he brings out in there of how we should, where, you know, one walks and one should walk? Mm, absolutely. It's uh, walking in the flesh is, is uh, doing the things that are contrary to. Um, what God would want us to do and uh, walking in the spirit is doing the things and walking in the way that he would love us to walk. Yeah. yeah I, I like to sum it up like this. I like to use these verses and describe it like this. It's like, you know, you got two dogs and those two dogs are the, you know, the ones that you feed the most are the ones that, um, the ones that, you know, uh, will, you would would follow you more. Mm. If they you, they would like I mean. you more. They would love you more. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And so in our spiritual journey, which is the same with Jacob, the one you feed the, the most mm. is the one that will obey you. The one you feed the less, obviously, is the one that sort of just fades away and doesn't, doesn't you know, doesn't know you. Mm. And so this is like the flesh as well as the spirit. The more you feed the spirit, the more the Holy Spirit guides your life. Mm. But the more you feed the flesh, the more you walk down the path of darkness where the devil is able to take hold of you. Mm. And this is what Paul is talking about. And this is what we will see in, in Jacob. You know, and I like us to see, you know, what is it the flesh or the weakness that Jacob continually is feeding from the time of his birth to his encounter or wrestling with God at your book there in Genesis 32. Mm. Sorry, is that a question that you're asking me? Or, oh, is, well, or are you just saying yeah, that's a well, statement, we're going to look at that? <laughs> yeah, statement and a question, I guess, Jason, uh, we'll, we'll, we will look at. Yeah, Let, let's, let's uh, dig into that after the break. Yeah. It's time for our break, but we've got a question for our listeners today. Have you seen a change in your walk with God this year compared to last year? Share with us how it has changed and whether it has or not and why. We'd love to hear from you today. This is a live program. We can share your response on air today. So have you seen a change in your walk with God this year compared to last year? Text us in on 0488880891. This first song is called Same God by Hannah Kerr. The same God who makes the planet spin 
Tells the tide when it should rise Put the color in my eyes The same God who makes the seasons change Knows the number of the stars Every secret in my heart All my doubts All my questions And every fear I have about what might happen You're the same God You're with me in the And every tear as it falls I know you'll never change Even when I'm feeling far away You love me the same, God You love me the same, God You love me the same, God You love me the same You're a God of grace and empathy You know how it feels to cry Cause you lived a human life You're not afraid of anything Even darkness is a light There's no reason I should hide All my doubts, all my questions In every fear I have about what might happen You're the same And every tear as it falls I know you'll never change Even when I'm feeling far away You love me the same, God You love me the same, God You love me the same, God You love me the same on Faith FM and today we're speaking with Afi Tuaoi on the topic of Hosea 12 and we're going right through to chapter 14 today to finish off this series. And before the break, we asked a question. Have you seen a change in your walk with God this year compared to last year? We'd love to hear from you today. We'd love you to share with us um, how it's changed and or whether it has or whether it hasn't. Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Now, before the break, Afi, um, <clears throat> you asked a question uh, of me, and uh, we were going to discuss it. And the question was, what flesh or weakness is Jacob continually feeding from the time of his birth 
to his encounter or wrestling with God at Jabuk. Mm. So uh, we're going to dig into that a little bit, and I think we're going to um, read some of his story as well. So yeah. I, I think um, my understanding of the story of Jacob is that he uh, he uh, he seemed to have this repeated need to deceive people. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess he thought he was trying to gain something, that uh, a blessing or something. Yeah, that's nicely put, Jason. You know, he he, he had this repeated need uh, that. Beautiful way to put it. And, and we see that, you know, the verses there in Genesis chapter 25, verses 24 to 26. And, and that's, you know, the lesson that God is is wanting to bring out and what we saw, you know, those verses from the Apostle Paul. You know, uh, what repeated need are we feeding? Are mm. we re- having that need of the Holy Spirit? Or is it the flesh we're repeatedly, you know, needing and feeding? Mm-hmm. And... um but we'll see that through the story of of Jacob, which Hosea is trying to bring out, you know, through um, well, God's trying to bring out through the prophet Hosea to the children of Israel, an application to us today as well. So, maybe you'd like to read those verses for us, Jason, please, in Genesis twenty five. Yeah, Genesis twenty five, verse twenty four to twenty six says, "So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed there were twins in her womb, and the first came out red." He was like a hairy garment all over. So they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. Man, you know, the meaning of Jacob taking hold of Esau's heel at birth, you know, is he is at the heel. The root meaning is to to deceive. Oh, right. So, you know, right from the time of his birth, you know, and we know that Esau born, you know, he's hairy, he was red, uh, he was a warrior, a hunter, you know, and that was their characters as from birth. And this is what the Bible is trying to bring out. Mm. But are their characters able to change? Mm. That's the point. And this is what Hosea is trying to bring forth through these final cha- chapters. He's God is revealing to Israel, these, this is your character, but you can change by coming to me. Mm. And, um, so Jacob there, this his story, you know, is born as a deceiver. That was his character, you know, and he lived down to his name. And, and as we know, he's, he's instilling his brother's birthright. He manipulated his father Isaac for the blessing. And as we know, then enmity occurred between his brother. And himself, and because of that, fearing for his life, as we know the story, Jacob leaves home, and he heads for Padanaram to live with his uncle Laban. Mm. And on the way there, you know, we know the story in Genesis twenty-eight verses sixteen and seventeen. Jacob has this dream about a ladder that's set on earth, but reaching up to heaven with angels ascending and descending on it, commonly known as Jacob's ladder. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Beautiful story. Mm. And, and powerful lessons that come from there as well. And, and Jacob was lifted up to the presence of God, and God assures Jacob of a greater birthright than he had manipulated Isaac to get. And so I guess the question is, Jason, is that, you know, um, was Jacob expecting to meet God there? I think um, when you read it, it just says that he he lay down. He found a stone to rest his head on, and he lay down and uh, and went to sleep. So, my guess is he wasn't expecting to meet God there. 
Exactly. You know, he wasn't. You know, he didn't go there to meet God, mm. and you know he, he was he, he was running away at this time. Wasn't yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, you know, and you can you, you know you can just picture the emotions that he was going through at that time, mm. having to leave his 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 home, mm. um, his family, his mum and dad, and knowing what he had just done, the guilt that was with him. And yet, you know, he didn't do anything to deserve this revelation from God. And that's what I love about the God we serve, is that we could be at the bottom of the pits of our life, and yet God still comes and brings a revelation to us, mm. as he does with Jacob. And, you know, we know the outcome of Jacob's encounter with God. He builds an altar there, calling it Bethel, which means the house of God, and he made a vow there to pay 10% of all that the Lord will give him. Mm. But his character was still there. Jacob, the deceiver, the manipulator, was he was you know confronted with the majesty of God, but God was getting him ready for what would what would happen with him, you know, in his encounter with him in 20 years time. Mm. And we know. Sorry, Jason, go ahead. Yeah, that 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 uh, this is encounter that we're talking about. Are you talking about when uh, he meets up with uh, Esau again? That's right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so it's interesting because before he gets there, you know, this is the great thing. I think you know uh, one of the questions you asked, you know, before the program started, as we were talking, you know, does God take us through several lessons for us to learn? Mm, I think so. Yeah, and and this is what happens with Jacob. He goes now from that, that encounter with God, you know, Jacob's ladder, the experience and dream, and now he joins up with his uncle, Uncle Laban. And uh, there, as he's wor- he starts to work, that he meets um, Laban's um, daughter, Rachel, falls in love with her. But this is where Jacob meets his match, mm. him being a manipulator and a deceiver. And of he, course, he was, on, been, he was on the other end of it, the deceit in this case. <laughs> he was. And it, it's a great, great story. Mm. Oh, I wish we had time to go through it. But, you know, summarizing, as we know, you know, he had um, Laban said, well, you're going to have to work with, for, you know, for me for seven years for you to um, have Rachel in marriage. And so after seven years on the wedding day, Laban sends his oldest daughter, Leah, into Jacob's tent. And, and to consummate the marriage, Jacob wakes up in the morning and realizes it's not Rachel, it's Leah. And, uh, you know, Laban outmaneuvered Jacob the manipulator. Mm. And so now, as we know the story, Jacob has to work for another seven years for Rachel. And, uh, through this whole period, um, as we know, Leah, um, gives Jacob ten sons and Rachel gives Jacob two sons, Joseph and Benjamin. And she dies giving birth to Benjamin. And so after 20 years, Jacob becomes restless and he knows within his soul he has unfinished business to take care of. Mm. And um, really, he, he can't forget his family and he can't forget where he, he comes from. And um, he still remembers he needs to deal with what he had done to his brother Esau. And so he longs to return home. And this is where God is getting Jacob ready for a very decisive encounter, not just with Esau, but with himself as well. Mm. Um, 
let's keep going for a little bit before we go to a break, another couple of minutes, and uh, I think we can start on this encounter at Jabok again. Yeah. So Jacob and his family, he uh, gets ready and they're about to leave. And as we know the story, he he, he uh, leaves without tell, telling Uncle Laban. Mm-hmm. And when Uncle Laban, and that's he leaves sort down, of in the night, <laughs> or yeah, suddenly, yeah. So once again, it, it just reveals his character again. And we know the story, you know, he how he cheats Laban with the the sheep and the goats and so forth, and um, and so he becomes very wealthy. And then he, you know, deceives Laban again. He leaves through the night. Laban gets up in the morning, and the sons realize, and that's the, the issue because his sons, Laban's sons, realize, well, Jacob's getting, you know, more wealthier than they are, mm. and they become jealous. And Jacob realizes, but you know, why he sneaks off. But as he's leaving, and Laban gets upset, but God intervenes again, and this is a beautiful part that sometimes in our lives we don't know how God is intervening, in in, in our lives where we don't know about it. Mm. And he talks to Laban and tells Laban not to lay a hand on Jacob. And by doing so, they are able to meet, they reconcile, and um, which is a beautiful picture once again, how they are able to depart in peace. And as they do, as you just mentioned, Jacob now comes into chapter 32 of Genesis. He's now at your book and is ready now to face Esau. But he still has that fear within him. And he still has that character. I need to manipulate the situation that, that I will have the advantage. And this is what, what happens. It reminds me a little bit of Abraham with uh, his wife, Sarah, who, um, you know, many times he, he uh, told um, the people where he was going to that uh, she was his sister. And, mm. uh, <laughs> twice, and, and twice he didn't learn from his mistakes. So, yeah. And Jacob's uh, sort of doing the same thing over and over again here. Yeah. Um, let's go to a break. We've uh, got a question for you. Have you seen a change in your walk with God this year compared to last year? Share with us how it's changed, or whether it has, or whether it hasn't. Tell us why. Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We do have a book offer coming up later in the program, and it's called Behold, I Make All Things New by Jim Eyre. So stay tuned. We've got more information about that book in the next uh, section. This is God Moves in a Mysterious Way by the Lockwoods. His wonders to perform He plants His footsteps in the sea And rides upon the storm Deep in unfathomable minds Of never-failing skill He treasures up His bright designs And works His sovereign 
Possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with Afi Tuaoi on the series Encounters with Jesus. And uh, we've been talking about um, Hosea chapter 12, and at the beginning of Hosea chapter 12, it refers to Jacob. And so we've been looking at the story of Jacob. And in particular, we're looking at the time when he decided to go and meet Esau again. I think we're in around about um, Genesis 32. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's right, Jason. Yeah, so we're, we're looking at that, at, and specifically about the time when he comes back and uh, meets up with Esau. Mm. So what we've been, what we've seen so far about Jacob is, you know, his character being the deceiver, the manipulator. And we've seen that from the time of his birth, trying to, you know, take hold of, um, Esau's heel, his deception with, um, Esau, his father, now with, you know, Laban. But in between all of that is God still presenting himself in, in Jacob's life. And, you know, and this is the message Hosea is trying to bring forth to the children of Israel, that they are the deceivers, they are the manipulators, but yet God is still intervening, still wanting to receive them, and still wanting to restore them. And, um, you know, applications there, as you know, Jason, in our lives today too, mm. you know, which... You know, which, which dog are we feeding the most? Mm. The flesh or that of the spirit? And, and who so, are, we, who are we deceiving? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Sometimes we deceive ourselves by thinking that, um, you know, following the ways of the world are, are good for us, but. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, and this is what, what happens now when we get to Genesis 32, as you just said, you know, we, we, we're deceiving ourselves and Jacob just can't help himself because that is, you know, his character. And this is where what God is trying to do for Jacob is change his character mm. for him to see himself for who he really is and that he can restore him and make that change in his life if he's willing. And so Jacob, the old manipulator, once again rises to the surface because what we see is he comes there in Genesis 32, he falls back in his old ways instead of claiming that God is with him as God has always been. Mm. And he panics at the thought of, of meeting his brother Esau. 
And so as we know the story there in Genesis 32, he, you know, he, he prepares these spectacular gifts to give to Esau and, and trying to appease him and trying to say, look, hey, you know, I, I'm sending you ahead a with my servants and, and my flock and these gifts to show to Esau, look, I'm coming back home. I don't need anything from you. But I'm showing you that, hey, I am now a man of great wealth. I, I, I have no need of anything that you have to give me, but I'm giving this to you. And so, and, and he's manipulating the situation to take advantage of, um, knowing that Esau is probably, you know, hasn't forgotten what he has done to him as well. Mm. And, um, as the story goes there in chapter 32 of Genesis, um, Behold, your servant Jacob is behind us, as the servants tell Esau. But Esau has nothing. You know, he doesn't want anything to do with that. And he and his uh, merry men, or men or warriors, they you know they head continually to meet Jacob. And um, as verse twenty there of chapter thirty-two, it says, "I will appease him with the present that goes before me, and afterward I will see his face, perhaps." He will accept me, and that's Jacob. Mm. And um, then you go to verses 24 to 32. We see now where the Bible records vividly the battle of Jacob's soul. So this is another encounter with God that Jacob had. Yeah, and this now becomes his greatest need. Because as the Word of God says, that a man wrestled with Jacob all night long at the Jabuk ford. And um, Jacob's greatest need, and the scripture says that as he wrestled with that man, which mean God, he would not let, it wasn't until daylight that he realized that he was wrestling with God. Mm. And, um, he, you know, the scripture says that he would not let the Lord go until he blessed him. Mm. And this was Jacob's deepest need. That's the ultimate uh, thing that he was seeking. Yeah. In, in both the original blessing from his father. Exactly. Um, but now he would not go until he was blessed by God directly. Yeah, a beautiful lesson that, you know, comes out of there. And you're right, Jason, you know, it sort of comes full circle, you know, the blessing that he wanted from his father, but the ultimate blessing is there from God. And that's the lesson that God is trying to bring through the prophet Isaiah to the children of Israel to us today, mm. you know, for us to stop deceiving ourselves. You know, we, we can wrestle all night, all day, all our lives, and we will never get what we really need. Mm. And what we really need is that blessing from God. Mm. And until we recognize that, and until we recognize who we are and the weaknesses we are, God is not able to make that transformation, because until we do we are able then to allow God to take control of our lives. And that's the lesson that we get from Jacob's story and the Apostle Paul and the verses we looked at in Galatians. Because reading between the lines, what we discern is that Jacob had to face the man he had been and had to relinquish the control of his life to God. There's an illustration. I was listening to a sermon yesterday by one of our other presenters here, Daniel Mateo. And uh, he was giving the illustration of driving a car. And, 
you know, we want to keep hold of that wheel because <laughs> we want to be in control of the car. Yeah. But uh, God's saying, hey, let go of the wheel and I'll drive. <laughs> exactly. And uh, that's something that's hard for us to do, but that's what God wants us to do. Is he wants us to put our total trust that if we let go of the wheel, he'll be in control and, and he will drive us safer than, than we could ever drive ourselves. Oh, very true, Jason. Mm. Very true. And, and, you know, just... It's just a beautiful lesson that God's bringing out there, mm. you know, to from Hosea to the children of Israel to us today. And, um, you know, God had and would always drive with because um, that's what the word, the name Israel means. Because as we know the story, he changes his name from Jacob to Israel, and Israel means God strives. In other words, God strives for us. Mm. And this now becomes, Jacob becomes the new man. Mm. In the old, mm. he has now has those two, as we talked about in the you know the uh, the verses in Galatians, so the Apostle Paul, the flesh and the spirit. Which one is he going to feed more now? Mm. And he realizes, hey, I'm going to allow God, the Holy Spirit, take control now, and God will strive for me. No longer will I be that deceiver. And God gives him that blessing that he longed for, as we talked about, and he blesses him. And um, that limp that he has reminds him that God um, touched not only the socket of his thigh, but the secret places of his heart. Mm. So when morning comes, as we know the story well, Israel looks up, sees Esau coming. No longer is this panic, franticness that's within his, his heart because God had, a, you know, had accomplished that transformation. They saw Jacob free from needing to manipulate the situation. And that's the book offer we have today, Jason. That fits in very well, mm. how God can transform our lives. Mm. We'll give you a bit more information about that shortly. Um, you've got a couple of more things to say before our break here. Yeah. Um, you know, this transformation of Jacob you know, to Israel, you know, as I said before, this is exactly what Hosea sees in, in the need in both the northern and the southern kingdoms of Israel. You know, Israel had descended down the slippery, spiraling path of deceit and lies. And Jacob's encounter with God was to remind the people of Israel and us today of our sacred election or call uh, and for us to have this contemporary growth and transformation with God. And so we're left with the question then, Jason, about our own Jabuk encounter. On which side of the Jabuk encounter are we living? Mm. Are we are we still Jacob, persistently striving against God, or are we like Israel now, allowing God to strive for us? And the beautiful promise there in Matthew eleven verse twenty nine, as we know well, Jesus says, "Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me." For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Mm, that is beautiful, isn't it? Mm. And so often we don't embrace that. We try to hang on to things um, of this world around us, or you know, yeah. things that we think are going to make us happy and uh, find peace. But um, Jesus says, "Come to me, and I will give you rest." Amen. Um, this book offer today: Transformation. Behold, I make all things new by Jim Eyre. Ever wonder why your life does not reflect the powerful change that it's supposed to as being a Christian? Uh, do, do temptations beat you into submission and leave you wondering if you're not trying hard enough or if God isn't holding up to his end of the bargain? 
Ever wonder if there is some secret knowledge everyone has except you? Well, you're not alone. Within the pages of this book, author Jim Eyre invites you into his own intensely personal journey and unfolds the practical wisdom and understanding God has provided for every person that leads to the recreation of your whole person from the inside out. It's never too late to experience the power of transformation. Welcome to your new life. So that's our book offer. We've got three copies to give away. Right after the break, we'll give you the code. This is Gone Are The Days by Anders Svensson. Gone are the days that I look to the world for peace, look for a sense of belonging. And gone are the days that I thought I would Give my life to lies Gone are the days Gone are the days Gone are the days that I Sought for myself to please Look for a sense of my glory And gone are the days that I thought I would Give my life to lies Gone are the days And gone are the days Just like that polar sun Hiding and on the run Roaming on my own But then you came to me And bound up all my wounds And brought me on my way Now that 
quite like walking with Christ through life. I'm not all on my own. I'm not all on my own. God of those days. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're finishing our program with Afi Tuaoi. And we've been finishing off the book of Hosea when we're covering chapters 12 to 14 today. Before the break, we talked about our book offer today, and it's called Transformation. Uh, Behold, I Make All Things New. This is by Jim Eyre. It's a fantastic book. We've got three copies to give away. So text in this code to 0488-880-891. And the code, the first three in with this code is ENCOUNTER35. ENCOUNTER35, no spaces. Text that into 0488-880-891. Now, Afi, uh, we've got to finish off our study today, and I guess it's a good idea to go back to Hosea, the last chapter. Yes, and um, it's interesting. Now, we're coming to the peak of the second mountain that Hosea wants to take us to, and um, and so what he's been taking us to or through is that of the transformation that God is looking for, and uh, that transformation comes in five steps through the last chapter of Hosea in chapter 14, verses 1 to 9. And Jason, you want to read those verses for us, please? Yes, I will. It says, O Israel, return to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all iniquity. Receive us graciously, for we will offer the sacrifices of our lips. Assyria shall not save us. We will not ride on horses, nor will we say any more to the work of our hands, You are our gods, for in you the fatherless finds mercy. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for my anger has turned away from him. I will be like the Jew to Israel. He shall grow like the lily and lengthen his roots like Lebanon. His branches shall spread, his beauty shall be like an olive tree, and his fragrance like Lebanon. Those who dwell under his shadow shall return, they shall be revived like grain, and grow like a vine, their scent shall be like the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim shall say, What have I to do any more with idols? I have heard and observed him. I am like a green cypress tree, your fruit is found in me. Who is wise? Let him understand these things. Who is prudent? Let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but transgressors stumble in them. Amen. For the ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but transgressors stumble in them. And that's the choice, isn't it, uh, Jason, that God gives us, gives to us? Yes. That his ways are right, and the righteous will walk in them. Mm, and, but those who decide not to, they will stumble. And, um, and here, Hosea in the last chapter, you know, the five steps of God's assurance and restoration that he brings for us. The first step, you know, is found there in verse one, where God cries out, O Israel, return to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. And the first step that uh, Hosea brings for us is that, Returning to God, we have to accept responsibility for departing from Him. You know, we have stumbled and have fallen flat on our faces. And when we do at times, you know, we, we always seem to blame others or the circumstances or why this has happened to us. 
And so Hosea's message there in verse 1, the first step out of the five is direct, it's confronting, and the undeniable truth is you and I have stumbled. It is because of our sins, our iniquity, and why we may have wandered away from God in a trusting relationship with him. But once again, it's talking about God, his assurance of restoring us back to him. The second step you have there, Verse 2 there, Hosea calls the people, take words with you and return to the Lord. As, uh, you know, we need to make an honest confession to the Lord. Not only do we recognize we have made the mistakes, our iniquity or sins, but we have to make confession to God. And to have that encounter with God, not with sacrifice or offerings or formal rituals or rites, but just with words. It's just for us to express our true condition before God. And it's, you know, it's an awesome experience to tell God what we have done and why we have drifted away from Him. Mm. Because really, you know, we can't hide anything from God. God knows, but He, you know, God just wants us to acknowledge our own sinful state. The third step, turning from our old ways of living that lead us away from God is the third crucial step back to Him. Hosea caused the people to tell God they heard his judgment of their false and futile beliefs and practices, especially that of worshipping Baal. And each of the things that lured them away from God has to be relinquished in a specific prayer of commitment, a commitment to God that we will have that transformation to him. And the fourth step there, you have there in verse 4, which says, I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for my anger has turned away from him. And so simply, you know, the fourth step of returning to God and remaining in fellowship with him is to claim his promises for the future. And this is the great thing I love about the God we serve. God has revealed what is to come in the future for us. Mm. You know, he hasn't hidden it away from us, but he's told us, he's revealed it through his word and when Jesus was here that he is coming again and he's willing to save us and we only need to turn to him. The fifth step there you have in verse 9, which we've read before. As you said, Jason, who is wise, let him understand these things. Who is prudent, let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but transgressors stumble in them. And it ends where God gives us the choice. You choose how you would walk today, either in the spirit or in the flesh. And so conclude, Jason, you know, we began the study on Hosea with the question, is there any word from the Lord? And we have heard his word throughout the prophet Hosea. God would not let us go. His unbroken love from his broken heart will reach us in our sin and the separations and the idolatry that happen. And God is willing to topple our false gods and break our pride, as we saw in the story of Jacob. He will melt our cold hearts and woo us with his love, but the one thing he will never do is give up on us. And when he has pressed our hearts to his, he will recall us to love others who desperately desperately need his grace through us. Mm. <clears throat> Beautiful. Um, it's been a, a great study on Hosea. It's uh, when you first take a quick glance at it, 
it um, you know there's a lot of uh, judgment in there <laughs> but yeah. what we see and it, and it finishes beautifully here isn't it that we see ultimately a return to God and uh, and his um, constant love towards the people of Israel Great uh, study. Thank you, Afi. Now, this is the last one for this year and yes. uh, last live episode on Mondays for this year. We will be playing some other programs coming up for the next uh, month or, or so. Uh, join us tomorrow with Peter Watts on uh, the series A Light in the Dark. This will be our last episode for that one, and it's called A Love-Hate Relationship. We're talking about how... We need to uh, hate sin but love people who might still Mm. be uh, caught in that sin. So it's a very interesting uh, topic tomorrow. Uh, And, of course, uh, I think we've had all of our book offers claimed today. So if you've missed out and you really, really want to get a copy, text us in and uh, we can uh, perhaps try to do something about that. Great to have you again, Afi. I hope Thanks, to have Jason. you back next year. Thank you Looking again. Looking forward to it. This is Love is a Good Thing by Andrew Peterson as we go out today. May God bless you today. He knocked me down and dragged me out and left me there for dead. He took all the freedom I wanted, gave me something else instead. Blew my mind, it bled me dry It hit me like a long goodbye Nobody here knows better than I That it's a good thing Love is a good thing It'll fall like rain on your parade Laugh at the plans that you tried to make Wear you down till your heart just breaks And it's a good thing Love is a good thing
love is a good 